Hey everybody, this is Brother Speed Podcast, along with a few of my cast members. I'm already starting off wrong, but guess what? I don't give a damn. <laughs> so, <laughs> Brother Speed Podcast, where we actually talk about several issues that affect us, and only us, and kind of give us more of an interest when I say us, I mean black folk. Alright, so, black gay folk, not just any old folk. So, I'm just going to go around the table like we normally do, just kind of see how everyone's week is going. And I'm going to start over to my right this time, which I normally say left. We're going to start over Darnell. <laughs> you know, it always confuses me when he says right, because my right so I'm like, nobody's in the chair. <laughs> you know what? Right, there you go. I don't know about y'all. I learned that in elementary school, but it's all right. <laughs> no, it's, it's all right. I'm on the right. I'm Darnell. Gotcha. Uh, apparently the teddy bear Peter Parker. Yeah, there, uh, there you go. Thank you. All right. You owned it. Okay. Yeah, you, you just, okay. All right. I'll accept it. I'll allow it. There you all go. Right? <laughs> um, speaking of Peter Parker, something going on in my life is I saw Captain America Civil War. I I saw that. You oh saw it? my god! I was like, I'm not a comic fan, yeah, but I fell in love with that. Really? Day. I yeah, fell in love. It's with good. That. I it's fell good. In love. I saw it twice in the theater. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. You, I had you stayed. You, did, you didn't go. No, no, no. I went home. I saw it. <laughs> okay. I was like, you just sat there and watched it back to back. I stayed there for four hours. Yeah. <laughs> no, I um, I saw it at ten on a Thursday night, and so I didn't get out till like twelve thirty. And then I had to go back Saturday to see it again because I needed it in my life. <laughs> it had, <laughs> but listen, it had it. I'm going to discuss this later, but it had it had Spider Man also had P, it also had Black Panther. I know, Black Panther. No. Okay, okay, all right. I was like, <laughs> that's my dude. That's, right? You know what? I'm a fan. I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to wait till we get to that moment. Yes, <laughs> yes. That, I definitely was excited when so I saw that. That's been owning my life for the past <laughs> basically. Wow. Like that's that's been my obsession. Yeah. Something oh other God. stuff has gone on, but who cares? Like really. That's yeah, not important. It's really not. <laughs> okay, Ricky, the Southern Boy Aries, how you doing? I'm good. I can't Did he call me Aries? Yeah, he's yes. a Virgo. He's yes. a Virgo. I thought it was Aries. Mm. <laughs> See, okay, Sorry, the Southern, I, okay, the Southern <laughs> Boy. <laughs> the Southern Virgo. And it sounded good. It, it did. Sounded it good. did. And I started to own being you Aries. Were. I was like, okay, well, let's just go with it. <laughs> the Southern Boy Virgo. How you doing? How you doing? I'm good. My week was good. Um... It actually ended up with a good note yesterday. A friend came from out of town, and we sat at the pool at uh, Lime Rita's and just kind of hung out and just... Okay. Yeah. So okay. I had a, a, a decent week. So. That's what Saturdays are about. You that, know? I, yeah. you know, I, I wish I could agree with you. This is Chris, just in case I do introduce my name. But Saturdays work. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. you just have to... Do, I, the only reason I do additional work is to kind of bring in additional money, yeah. you know? Yeah. And... It's work, but I'll be honest with you. I really didn't work. <laughs> I, really, I really did because <laughs> no, I went to this one particular event in this one particular mall. You know, is dead. Why they chose to do this event at this mall is mm. beyond me. It was boring. We were just talking about everything in just general. Hanging just, just hanging out, basically getting paid to hang out. That's pretty much. That's <laughs> it was barely people. That, I'm, like, I'm like this. Like a portion. I'll just give you a, a picture. A portion of the mall is closed out. Like oh, no wow. stores are there, and you're just like, what, what's the what, point? What am I here for? Yeah. What, okay, but it is what it is. But I don't care. I got a little check coming. All right. So <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's what matters most. And bingo. That's my week. So now what I'm going to do? We're going to swing over to. Pop, what correction? I'm going to change the name, Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, give a great suggestion. It's going to be a Brother Speak Culture Moment. 
That's what we're going to do. The culture moment. Both brothers speak culture moment. And with this over with the segment, we swing this over to Mr. Darnell. Take it away. Yeah, we're broadening it up a little bit. You know? So we can bring in some other stuff. But... This this first topic is pure pop culture. It's about <laughs> it's about Black Panther. Oh, it's about, okay, okay, uh, okay. It's about the solo Black Panther movie. He was introduced in Captain America: Civil War, but in February of two thousand eight, it's gonna be a very uh, two thousand eight. Yeah, two thousand eight. Yeah, so two thousand eight. Yeah, it's a long wait. 2018. <laughs> My bad, because you said I don't know what year it is. And he was like, yeah, 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 fucking awesome and mm, that's yeah. what I want to talk about because they on Friday they announced that possibly Lupita Nyong'o is going to be in the movie yeah I saw that too yes but Michael B. Jordan's definitely going to be in the movie <laughs> okay okay this is going to be nice and man. then the producer Kevin Feige said that the movie's going to be 90 to 95% black. African and African American actors wow holy shit this is going to be good. for a superhero movie that is yeah, unprecedented it's unheard of yeah, oh my it's god it's unheard of it's it's pretty wow. fucking awesome and it's set okay let me tell you about black panther he was created in the 60s um, by stan lee and jack kirby introducing a, a issue of fantastic 4 and the thing is he's the he's the king of an african nation that is it was completely immune to colonialism like it was never oh, wow. Never taken over by white people, yeah, nothing. Yeah, it yeah. was, and it's the most technologically advanced nation in the world. No way! Oh, yes, shit, I like that storyline. Exactly. <laughs> I it's like that storyline. Like, it's gonna be full of like black scientists and black kings. That's what I'm talking about. That's like, okay. Cool shit. And so, black Twitter has been going nuts about this. When they found out who's gonna be in the movie, they started this hashtag called Black Panther So Lit. <laughs> yeah, leave it to us. Yeah, leave, leave it to us. Right? <laughs> so lit. Wow. So I like it already. Yeah. I know. It makes you want to tune in. I know. know what like, you're talking know, about. And, 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 and I, know, I know last week you said, are we talking about real people? Honestly, this <laughs> yeah. it seems like That's you are talking like. about real people. Yeah. I, when I saw the movie, I was like, oh, hell yeah. And, but one character, I never knew anything about this girl. She had this capability to really her powers were from Scarlet Witch yeah okay I couldn't yeah. think of her name worth, yeah, worth yeah. shit but I, I was actually impressed with her too yeah no she I was, was, she I was, was like fucking shit awesome. okay you know I really don't go for these kind of movies but I think I'm going you to watch see it. this. Movie. I may watch it twice <laughs> I may just sit in the movie theater and watch it back just, to back just stay there for I'm five hours you, I mean, just watch it just, just go good. there watch it I guarantee now it's about a three hour film right? yeah it's almost three hours yeah, okay yeah. But wow. watch it. But I, it, it you, moves you, at a pretty fast clip. So it does. So it does. I think. I think. I think you'd enjoy it. Love the fight scenes. Love the fight scenes. Um, another thing that happened. Uh, <laughs> Lauren Hill. Oh, uh, everybody's oh. favorite. Uh, and why do we genius. say that? Why do we say that? No, because I mean, she she's Lauren Hill. She's a she's. A, I think she's a genius. She is. She, she is. came out with you know the miseducation of Lauren Hill. It's a yeah. masterpiece. It is. It really it, is. I mean that that it's a fantastic album. She hasn't really followed it up with anything. No, she's kind of. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, well, I I bought her MTV Unplugged album. I mean, yeah. it was not well. You know, it was okay. But it's it's not so. Was it anything as, new on that one that wasn't on the first one? I mean, she did some. It was a lot of 
melancholy type, slow um, type. It it, it seemed like you know, almost like you want to slit your wrist. But you know, oh she was in her her moment. She was in that state of mind. Like, okay, all right. Well, she she had a concert oh, wow. last weekend that oh. she was um two hours late to, like Madonna. She, but, but she's not Madonna. She's, she's not Madonna. <laughs> she's, she's, trying wow. up, she's trying to get up on her coins. You she, just gave her this there. grand introduction, and you just made it seem like she's you know she made a masterpiece. And Madonna's yeah. made about. Well, <laughs> like ten times as many albums. That's true. You that's can't compare true. the two. Madonna, yeah. Lauren Hill. That's like, true. People and will sit Madonna and wait. puts on a show, and Lauren that's sits true. there with her guitar. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but that's you know, true. clearly she has she has some issues. You know, still, apparently. Still, <laughs> how many years? Yeah, she has, she should have got it together by now. <laughs> They gave a time away and she was showing up or something, so you she should have gotten it together. She that's, had a couple of kids, and you know, maybe life kind of, you know, taxes and shit like that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She had plenty of time to sit it down old. and get it together. <laughs> yeah. She was supposed it's, to be. Sensitivity. She right. was supposed to be at this concert in Atlanta last Friday night, and. She was two hours late, and people started starting shit on Twitter as as they I'm do. Sure. They're like, Lauren Hill just came out nearly two and a half hours late to booze. Like people were booing Ooh. her when she came out. She came out there, apparently strummed the guitar for about half an hour, <laughs> and then the venue was like, "Okay, we're closing. We're done." Because they get fined if they stay open any oh, later wow. by the neighborhood. Are you serious? Yes. Wow. Yes. Yeah, that's the venue's curfew because they can't have music playing and people out. And oh all my sort of stuff. god! Oh god! Yeah, so she can't. She tried, but she just yeah couldn't hold hold it together long. And oh honestly, if god. she does have like a genuine mental illness or something, I don't want to laugh about that. But it's like I feel like a lot of these celebrities <sighs> don't have people in their lives to truly help yeah. them. Because it's all about them. They're counting what their they money, get yeah. from, from them. Exactly. Damn. Like, I mean, I, uh, so it's 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 kind of it's kind of sad. Um, oh man, I, I would like to hear that because I I, I really do like more. I really I do. She's and you know that, but certain people talented. you just keep pushing for. You want right. better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. been almost twenty years since the miseducation of Lauren Hill, it and really she's yeah. still Lauren Hill. Yeah, and you want her to do well. You yeah. want her to do better. Oh God! All right. Yeah. All right. Um, the the next story was about it's about uh, Drake and his new album that dropped. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I like Drake. I'm I'm sorry. Like ready, I like Drake. He's so ready. He's so ready. <laughs> I like I like Drake. Go ahead. He's so lit for Drake. I know. <laughs> and guess what? His boyfriend. Oh, I'm sorry. His boyfriend. Oh my god. I'm not saying nothing. Drop some tea. Right. <laughs> That sounds like a story. I don't, you got any right? of that? <laughs> let me, is he let me Google that. I don't know what you're about to talk about. <laughs> well, he had a very good week. He he finally got uh, a Billboard Hot 100 number one. Oh. Whoa. And his nice. album sold um, a million copies. The first week? week? Yeah. First so week. he beat Beyonce? Yeah, he beat Beyonce. Shit, he beat wow. Beyonce. Yeah, oh, fuck. He, okay. I mean, he, now, I, is this stream going to continue, and is he going to, you know, stay on top? I think so. I mean, this is his his highest his high, highest a, sales weekend. Yeah, that's a high, that's I've good for of, one week. I'll yeah, be honest really with good. you. I mean, Drake consistently comes correct for me. Jake, he always comes good for me. So I mean, I well, you seem like you just really, really are I liking like him. Dr- I really do like Drake. I am a Drake yeah. fan. I am a Drake fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a Beyonce fan too. 
Yeah. But I'm not a beehive, but I am a Beyonce fan. <laughs> that's just, they are just like a yeah, whole different set another, of fans. That would yeah. have to be your second job. If you <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. Then you have to be committed to that. You have to be real committed. You have to be <laughs> on your phone, on All Instagram, anybody talking shit about Beyonce, <laughs> you have, you have the, the bee icon, exactly. bee emoji ready, ready waiting. To, you need that in your clipboard oh at all times. God. You're right. I think you're right about that. <laughs> so yeah, he had a he had a very very good. Yeah, it's good for Drake. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's good. You know, it's good. Go Canada. Like um, <laughs> and apparently, there's new Canada artists are coming out, and Drake is yeah. actually going to help push. That's those good. That's I like good. that. Oh, yeah. Your home team. Your yeah. home team. He's big about his home. That's good, man. I you like know? that. But isn't he originally from Memphis, or his dad is from Memphis? Just you know, saying, I he, grew, from he grew up in Memphis, and I think his mom moved. Really? Yeah. I didn't know anything oh, about know. that. Yeah. I'm gonna look because yeah, even in, in his <laughs> lyrics, uh, the what's it's one of the, the recent songs he talked about his dad and I guess how his dad wasn't really there. He said his dad was from Memphis and he grew up there and then he moved. So he talks about this in his lyrics. Shit, that is yeah, yeah. I gotta Google that. I gotta Google that one. Because oh, yeah. I only caught it because you know, Memphis is like right down the street from me. So I was like, oh okay, all right, okay, all right, all right, okay, Ricky, I'm gonna look it up now. Right? You know, yeah. repping, repping from Memphis. I didn't know I that. Know. I didn't know that. That's a good, interesting. All right, cool. Who knew? <laughs> Um, yeah, the last bit of news that I have is um, they they're opening this September uh, a Smithsonian Museum uh, for uh, national the Smithsonian National Museum of African American History and Culture. You know, I, I did remember hearing that. Story. Yeah, I was actually in um, in DC in February and I saw them constructing the building. It's okay. It's a pretty interesting bit of architecture. Uh, I'm not. It's right by the Washington Monument. There's actually a picture here. It's right by the Mont Washington Monument. Nice. You can okay. like literally walk to it. So is this the one where they were speaking about um, Bill Cosby? Yes. How they were going to put him the in. And they were, they yeah. said they were going to add in I feel like all the bad stuff that recently took place. Really? They're with the, the Why drugs. Would you do that? It's just like they're tearing apart something that was that's great within him and you're, you know, putting something and in it's negative and it's like it, it, it do you have it's to like do, that? But it, it, the, doing the that. The question yeah. is when they do something for like Washington or Jefferson. Do they, they add say, in the, the Hey, they were slave owners. Yeah. And exactly. They, they raped right. their slaves right. and owned people. Like, yeah. do they do that? It's like, what's the point? It's like, you know, I'll be honest with you. The thing about it is when it came down to Bill Cosby in particular, certain personalities you want to rip apart. Bill Cosby mm. said uh, did a lot of specials pertaining to black education. He mm. really put a lot mm-hmm. of things out there. Like, for instance, the test when it came down to Young black children really looking at the black doll versus the white doll. Which one was actually the good doll? And they would always point out to the white doll. They were doing that back before. He would do specials. You could pull up on YouTube right now. Old specials to get black people to understand, get educated, as well as also do well for yourself. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for Bill Cosby, there would be no Oprah Winfrey. Yeah. There would be no a bunch yeah. of other he people. He opened out a there. lot of doors. So, but in, also, in my mind, I'm thinking while he was doing all that good stuff, he was also drugging and raping women. Like, and guess what? Guess how many slave owners were out there doing the exact no, thing? No, no, trust me. And, that's so, horror. Like, I'm not saying one yeah. is better than the other, but it's it's really I, I think there's a there has to be a balance between their achievements and their actual character. You know what I mean? Uh, you know what? The, what um, my mother used to love uh, 
this this particular artist you'll never find Lou Rawls okay Lou Rawls and every black person older than me will always say without his black ass your ass won't be here you'll <laughs> always say that and the thing about it is he's done a lot for the black community but I'm not sure if I would include his wife beating in his mm. history I'm not sure if I would like to include it because it takes away what his heart was. Now, mm. mind you, a lot of these people were fucked up. I'm not going to say that they yeah. were, yeah. but I'm I'm not sure exactly should that should that because some things overshadow. And do you really want to focus on that? That's the only thing that that's my little concern. Yeah, that's the only. Concern. So that'll be interesting to see how they. Yeah, I want I want to see how they incorporate. Yeah, you know, what are what are you gonna say? How are they gonna say? Like, it? how are you gonna incorporate yeah. that? Like, you're gonna have a picture of Felice Rashad, and then oh, by the way, he you know, his victims on the side. Yeah, I like mean, I mean, like, how, uh, how are they gonna and them being angry and pointing? And, but, uh, yeah. By the way, how many celebrities have drug problems? How many celebrities have things? Most that of them. No, how many celebrities? I mean, right. are really going to have sex with any old thing? And just how many? I mean, yeah. so that if you want to add the bad life, add it for all. That's yeah, because they're humans just like we are, and at the end of the day, exactly. you can't point out negative things to you know overshadow their the good things. Because we all did some shit, we all exactly. did some great shit. Exactly. <laughs> so. um, I'm going to read just uh, a selection from uh, ar- an article from theroot.com, and they just I just want to go into a little bit of what will be in the museum. I think sure. it'll be okay. really good for us. Um, it's scheduled to open in September in some Washington D.C. The museum's exhibits tell the stories of blacks in America from enslavement to emancipation and beyond. Um, curator Mary Elliott said everyone who visits will be able to relate to the artifacts, history, and col- culture stored inside. Few know what it's like to live in a slave cabin like the one from South Carolina that sits in the lower galleries of the building, but maybe visitors can relate to the struggle to improve one's status and work toward a better life. That's actually really interesting to me. I've always wanted to go to like a plantation and see like the slave quarters. I agree with you. I agree with mm-hmm. you. Know, I did just too. to because. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's this um, trend of white people having their weddings on plantations. Yeah. Like, you know. Really? It's like, you're going to have... I have not heard of that. You've oh, heard of that? No. I've heard of it. That I've actress, heard, Blake Lively, these, she yeah. had her... Blake Lively, have yeah. you heard of her? From yeah. Gossip Girl? Yeah. She had her wedding on a plantation. Really? Wow. It's like, you're going to have a wedding at this place where my ancestors were enslaved? Because this it is, doesn't what? affect them. It doesn't... It yeah, does they don't even connect. Them. No. They're no, just like, oh, this is a pretty... It's so disrespectful. Yeah. This is like having a, a wedding in a funeral. It's, it's a, like a having a wedding at, at Auschwitz, like like at a you know a concentration camp. Yeah. Like, yeah. And the cool. Jews, they would be all upset about that. The world would hear about that. Well, you exactly. know, you're right about that. And, you know, I don't know. It's one of those things that if it really doesn't affect, especially for young generation, I hate to tell you, um, statistics shows a lot of people, a lot of the younger ones, it, it just doesn't really... Uh, it, it doesn't resonate. It doesn't resonate. It yeah. really doesn't. It really it doesn't. doesn't. It's sad to say, but... Then it's know, true. It doesn't. All right. So, yeah. so, uh, that, that opens in September. Everyone, please, you know, if you get an opportunity, check it out. I, I can't wait to go back to, to, to see what it's like. Uh, for what? The museum. Oh, for, honestly, you know what? It would be... Yeah. I think the trip to go there will actually be kind of nice. Just, yeah. just check it out. And this yeah. opens this September, right? Yeah. And all museum, all the Smithsonian museums are free. That's okay. nice. Okay, yeah. well, I would definitely, I would definitely check it out. I know the, I've only been to DC once. Yeah, and, uh, and I've never been. So I, this it would be great, something to just kind of great to check out. All right, so this is the point we actually swing over to the main topic. The main topic today. Now we want to, we want to kind of tackle religion in a little bit. But the thing about it is, we've discovered something. It's a very big, broad topic. <laughs> it's a very big, yeah. broad 
big old thing, and it you is. gotta you gotta take it in layers. Take it in pieces. Yeah. It's like you know a little crumb cake. So, <laughs> so we need we need six days and one to rest in order to discuss religion. Literally. So so we the first sliver that we're taking is called pray the gay away. Now. When it comes to praying the gay way, and everyone historically always thought, you know, when it comes down to the demon inside you and all that other <laughs> stuff. And the reason why we decided to tackle this subject because we wanted to see how the black families really addressed it with church as well as also uh, homosexuality. Now, mm. now I just pulled up an interesting article. Uh, one, I want, I'm coupling it together with another one. Mainly, this is called Parenting in the Black Community, Why Raising Children is Different for Us. And I'm going to read just a couple of things. Um, in the study, in the study, uh, parenting styles, African American white families with children. Findings from an observational study revealed that male children are parented more harshly than female children. While some black parents do this in an attempt to be prepared their sons for realities of white mm-hmm. supremacy, their style of parenting often sends the message that aggression and violence are acceptable forms of behavior. The American Sociological Association also published in 2002 a study that indicates African-American parents favor the disciplinarian or authoritative approach for parenting. The study involved 302 African-American adolescents and their mothers and revealed that black parents have a more take-charge philosophy (coughs) to parenting than white, middle-class counterparts. The study also states that black parents may be more harsh on their children in an attempt to prepare them for a world that is filled with discrimination and societal biases that do not favor people of color. Now, there is also a strong religious component to black parenting when compared to white parenting. Another study conducted by American Sociological, Sociological Association reveals that regardless of social class, black parents are more likely to send their children to Bible camp and mm-hmm. Sunday school, while their white peers are encouraged to participate in activities such as piano lessons and soccer camp. Now, first let me stop there. I had to say, I was raised the exact same way yeah, um, I think that most it of says. Us were. And not and but I also had to think, quite frankly, when it came down to that particular statement, was the fact that a lot of this stuff costs money to mm-hmm. be able to do a lot of those mm-hmm. things. Um, my parents, my father in particular, I never forgot. I wanted at one point to be part of the Boy Scouts. I wanted to know exactly what the Boy Scouts, what all these white people, you know, talk about the Bo- Boy Scouts, you know. And you would hear, you know, the the, the boys in your class talk about the meetings yeah. they had and where right. they went. I wanted to be a part of that. So we went. We went to our first meeting to talk about the Boy Scouts, and we went there. And we enjoyed everything what they were talking about. We were geared to go until they gave that price tag. Um, <laughs> like, they got to go. That price yeah. tag was $1,200 just for one child, wow. me, to go be part of the Boy Scouts. Now, my father, you know, and looking back, I appreciate everything in my life because you're always able to look back and mm-hmm. point of reference or something. As a father... You want to be able to give your yeah. kids, and your mother by, right. also, by the way, you want to be able to give your kids different experiences, experiences that you never had before. Yeah. Right. But when my dad got that bill, and he had to give the disappointing you know, information that, son, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> we just can't afford it right, right now. And that's really... And then when you look at Bibles, you know, Bible study and Sunday school. Sunday school's free, right? Thank you. It's it's free. It It is is free. So I look at that and I kind of say, well, 
you know, I, I understand the findings completely, but also there's a couple of things coupled with that fact. But, you know, nonetheless, uh, you know, I wanted to kind of share that. And then I came across another piece of information. This was actually um, with the uh, Gay African Youth, all right? Now, this is actually from a professor, an associate professor at Rutgers University, and he actually is the He's the director of the Master of Social Work program at Rutgers University. Uh, his name is LaSalle, Michael LaSalle, okay? And now this is his information that he actually found. On a clinical level, targeted intervention, especially those that include the young man's biological father or father figure, can assist families to cope with, for many, is an unexpected and troubling reality. Uh, with LaSalle, who actually works at the gay youth and their families in private practice and outlines interventions for families in transition. Child rearing for the parents of a black son can be especially daunting given the increased risk for poverty, mm -hmm. HIV and AIDS, and other illnesses and imprisonment faced by African-American men. Black parents often feel guilty when they learn their children is gay and made, and many times in African-American gay use, uh, before even coming out, they distanced themselves from their families. Mm -hmm. So this is, this is interesting. Uh, in his study, LaSalle observed that many parents found that having a confidant with whom they could share emotions helped them realize that their son's sexual orientation was not caused by faulty parenting, and they risked losing their child if they did not accept him being gay. So black parents may be, le may be less likely to mourn the loss of a quote-unquote normal life for their gay sons, perhaps understanding that normal life was less of a sure thing, according to LaSalle. In his book, Coming Out, Coming Home, Helping Families Adjust to a Gay or Lesbian Child. That was a book. He found, or quote-unquote, I found that parents of African-American gay youth said, you have everything going against you as a black man. This is one more strike against you. Conversely, parents of white children would state, you have everything going for you. And now this, <laughs> you know, right? so it's, um, it was an interesting point. I'm going to kind of point that out. So one, let's just tackle the, the subject of just being a black gay male. Right. <laughs> I think, I think a lot of, um, a lot of what you were saying earlier, like about, um, the the more harsh parenting. Yeah. I yeah. feel like a, a lot of this actually goes back to slavery. I think so too. Yeah, I think so too. The way the way black parents tend to discipline their children yes. becomes yes. tradition. It's very similar to how very perhaps similar. the master would very discipline similar. Thank you. their I slaves. Agree. You know, it's it's a harsh punishment. That's the only way you can learn things. And also the thing that we went to, our answers went to, is the Bible. Right. That's Mm -hmm. That that's where you found your comfort. There's a higher power. This is not all there is. Yeah. So even still to this day, that's our comfort food. Yeah, I is. think that's it's connected. Like you were yeah. saying with the under the um, during slavery, that's what they went to. They exactly. sought out God and everything. They figured, okay, well, God will take care of everything. Exactly. This is happening for a reason. Right. Yeah. Right. And that, that's the mentality that, that that they take, but it's not always that because it's not always God that's in those things. Right. right. Being and that's a misconception that has been carried on from year to year to from generation to generation and it's not always that. Exactly. People always want to say if your car doesn't start in the mornings because you're, you're right. and it's going to make you late for work. The devil's trying to keep the me. To it's not that your car just won't start. Right. And like me personally, I'm not religious, but I know that within religions, God gives you free will, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. So you have free will to make your own decisions. Mm -hmm. That's it's, correct. You know, 
like God isn't always he's there he's beside you but he's mm-hmm. not he's not the one making your hand hover over exactly. that, that right. mouse or keyboard or whatever you know <laughs> right, like, right. He's saying go make your own decision right or wrong exactly it's up to you exactly and, and that's it, a really good way of, of looking at it because right. a lot of people don't look at it like no, that it that's no, a really no. they way. think that you know God is the in their life the, every day like he's in, in front are, of a chessboard like yeah. moving you <laughs> yeah. and piece to piece and yeah, that's not it, the way it yeah, works it's not and, and the funny part about it is when it comes down to religion in itself, and we, because we always use them, the demon, the, them demons inside <laughs> of them, and you know, yeah. and we, and for a lot of the, a lot of the, uh, I believe, you know, in my own personal opinion, when it comes to the older gay community, a lot of them did not come out. Oh, no. A lot of them distanced themselves. They wouldn't from, dare. They, they wouldn't you know, dare. Come oh, out. no. That was something that was like, are you kidding me? You yeah. want to be killed today or not? You know, right. so yeah. it was something that I think, in my personal opinion, a lot of the black gay males of previous times, they had to go off somewhere else. Now, let me go to college away, far, far, yeah. far, 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 far away right. from, yeah, and it kind of go, kind of correlates to that distancing, mm-hmm. distancing themselves from the family. Mm-hmm. You know, and not all that, but let's be honest. Everybody know Johnny a little bit different. <laughs> right. Let's keep that shit real. Yeah, I always know, but it's, it's like one of those it, don't ask, don't tell policies in the, in the black do, America. Do you guys recall this video that was viral a few years ago? It was about, it was this kid who was like in front of his congregation I ain't gay no he, more. I ain't gay no oh more. Oh my god! Yes, oh that was so god. funny. I don't like. I don't like men no more. <laughs> I, like, I like women. Uh, women, 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 women. He is one of those kids that oh you see god. in the church that like leads the the choir that everybody knows. Yeah, is, yeah. Is, yeah. Is, yeah. He's a lady. but it's never stated. But I just wonder mm-hmm. why? Why is that so so prevalent and so accepted? And like, but ignored, like silently okay. ignored. You let, know me, I mean? let me, let me, let me. I know it. I pretty much know where you're gonna go. I, with okay, this. okay. Every generation raises another generation. Yeah. The first generation is called the what? Silent generation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Serious. Then yeah. you have the baby boomers. Mm-hmm. You have Generation X. That's me. And then you have Generation Y. The millennials. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ge- the silent generation will keep a secret for the rest of their life until the day they died. Yeah. And then when they actually told you, oh yeah, by the way, your auntie not really your auntie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, they would keep that secret for the. That's yeah. not really your mama. That's not right. really your mama. Yeah. Then, you were but what? You. It's yeah. just tragic. But that secrecy. That secrecy is actually still ruling the church today. Right. If you think of the elders, they come from yeah. that generation. Yeah. Yeah, they may have slept with uh, uh, twenty of the mothers. Everybody, and they, and they, they have kids like, all through all the Or like the the pastor's been diddling little boys, and it's just yeah. it, and and nobody says nobody gonna say nothing. Ignore, they're not gonna say anything. Ignore it until they're eighty, and they're like, "Well, you know, I knew he was special. I knew he was different." <laughs> We know That's one of those it things. It is ruled by the silent generation, right? This, and they don't want to get that seat up because you know yeah. they get that seat up. What else they got to look forward to death? You know they ain't got nothing that, else to do. Yeah. You know, yeah. But the thing about wow. that is that. That's why you see so many different types of churches out there because people are not just settling Bingo. just for the old tradition of what was right. because it doesn't fit with where they are now. So you exactly. you have to change, you have to evolve because exactly. without that, it's like, what are you doing? It's kind There's of no point to what you're doing. I did see a, a statistics. I, I was pulling up numbers and statistics as much as I could possibly find. And I find that each generation, less and less church. Mm-hmm. Millenniums, uh-uh. 
Yeah. And then there's one article that says millennials are taking us to hell. I mean, it was just like, and I'm thinking myself, okay, who wrote that? A silent generation or a broken American? You know, who yeah. wrote baby boomer? Who wrote that? But each generation, They're less and less, farther and farther including away. black, goes and doesn't want to go to church. Yeah. They find something else, but they do not want to go stick to the traditional values anymore. And that's, that's the key word. That's the problem is tradition. Yeah. It's like you can't force somebody to take on a tradition. You you can't. Let, you can't. You, it has to, like I said, evolve and grow and change as it the does. world grows. Because nothing stays the same. But you know what? A lot of people want to. Yeah. A lot of people want to stay the same. And for what I, the more I actually get a better understanding in terms of where we came from, yes, I get it. They had to hold on to something because they didn't know exactly what else to hold on to. There's a lot of information that really, even if you go just religion in itself and going to Jesus in itself, it's a white God. You're looking at a face of your oppressor. Yeah. That's what they they want you to picture, right? As the the actual <laughs> white Jesus, yeah, really, white Jesus. Seriously, <laughs> hippie and, Jesus everywhere. But, oh my God! And guess what? That particular hippie Jesus, yeah. I, I, you know, hippie like Jesus. Yeah. But that face was the face that they wanted you to believe. Not really right. understanding, and a lot of us not really knowing that the Christianity that they had in Africa was completely different. It was completely different. You know, but also now yeah. I did find out something else. the The face of Jesus changes according to the culture. Yeah, yeah. It changes everywhere you go. That's exactly how I feel about religion. There are 7 it, yes. billion people in this world. Yes, and it, they I, and, change it to fit. And the thing is, all religions are, I mean, some can be vastly different, but they all have, like, a certain consistency. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. there's, there's, there's a, a common thread. That's right, there's a common them. thread. So I, I figure there has to be, like, I believe in a higher power, but yes. I don't assign myself to one religion because that seems so restricting to right. me. Right, right, right. Because... You know, like I said, there have been there's so much in common with the different religions, mm-hmm. and you so can figured, miss out on unknowing right. something that could help you with something else if you just stay stuck into that one uh, mindset or that one religion. Because I'm kind of the same, even though I grew up Christian Baptist. Um, I don't. I try not to limit myself to what it is that I'm open to. Some things I won't because yeah, you know right. it's just something you don't want to open that door. You don't want to. You know, cross exactly, over to that exactly. but at the same time there's so many things that you can learn exactly. by sitting down and having a conversation with somebody who's a Buddhist with somebody who is uh, non-dualist you can have right. you can learn so many things from these you people really and incorporate it into who you are and change the way that you see everything yeah. I'm not gonna lie I actually did want to be curious and kind of see what the Jewish people do in their synagogues yeah. I would just, yeah. just just sit and watch you know I, I really want to do that <laughs> I really want to do gonna, that I'm gonna mention two two pop culture things because that's that's, <laughs> that's 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 my street all right, all right, I don't go right. to church but I, I go to Netflix <laughs> um, the first is on the last season of Orange is the New Black there's a black character her name's actually Black Cindy and, <laughs> and, and she's she's pretty awesome and what happened was um, at their at their lunch she wanted to have a better lunch and they offered um, what is it called it, they offered uh, the Jewish uh, shit uh, like the there's a Jewish meal that they offered um, and it's better than I mean, what's, no it's, it's, it's not my what's no, no, it's, it's, the, the, um, it's like a I guess a, the type the name for the dinner uh, or whatever it is yeah like it's been prayed over I think um, or something I'm, I'm not up on anyway she she so they said it, they told her in order to have this meal you have to basically to get it on a consistent basis you have to convert to Judaism <laughs> So she, she said, "Sure, I want better food." Cause this food shit. 
So, <laughs> so she started the process. Oh my god! And and spoiler alert, but she found by the last episode of that season that she actually really connected to the tenets of Judaism. No and way. One thing that spoke to me is that in the Jewish culture, apparently they don't believe in heaven or hell. Mm-hmm. Well, they have a version of heaven, but it's not called like the Christian heaven. Okay. But they don't believe in hell. So they think that, that if you really, ask for forgiveness, I think right, it, like, it, everything's washed away. and Yeah, but y- if you don't, that doesn't mean you're going to burn for eternity. And that really spoke to me on a, on a level hell, really? to where, you <laughs> know. <laughs> I did not know this. Like, I did, you know, know, I'm like, are you serious? I yeah. knew, I knew um, what other religion? Um, not, not Mormonism, but I knew that, um, oh, God. The people that actually go to your door all the time. <laughs> oh, the uh, Jehovah's, Jehovah's Witness. Witness yeah. I I was told Jehovah's Witness kind of believes the same thing. Oh no! Wait a minute. Once you're buried, you're buried. That's it. You don't go nowhere. There's nothing. They already selected a few people. They select. Oh, okay. I'm yeah, the, uh, they already had their selection. So yeah. you're already dead, and you you yeah. stay there. You know, I that's what I do know. So that. that actually really connected with. I, I like the idea that no matter like it more as. As opposed to, like, not thinking that bad people get punished, it spoke to me in a way to where there's an all-forgiving God. There's an all-forgiving entity that and that's, accepts that's you. that should and, be the common thread because right. that's what it really is. We're the ones who make the traditions, and we're the ones that say just because exactly. you're gay, you, you, you're you forever bound to hell. Well, let me right. tell you, you just brought me back to my marriage with my grandmother. <laughs> when she got, when especially you also use the Bible as a form of, uh, you know, I'm seeing yeah. some of y'all running around my house, you know, sit down, we're going to have Bible study. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't listen to your, and she you will always hear the other thy mother and thy father mm-hmm. done. Be lo- you heard that oh to the goodness. end, and that of- was their way of keeping us in our. Place. It really you, was keeping and, you in line, and not only that, but when you you're like, damn, we can't do nothing wrong. You can't, <laughs> yeah. you know, and that's how you felt. You're like, can't we miss a day of Sunday? Like, <laughs> yeah. No, you cannot. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. you're gonna burn in hell. You know, mm-hmm. and that's exactly yeah. and that's what, what you, you get. That's what you think. Yeah, it was like a form of a discipline. Yeah, where you, that's it, what the, it was. Yes. The, Pin you down. And actually, in line with that is my second point. The other pop culture thing was in Twelve Years a Slave. There's uh, a point where the slave owner is speaking to the the to the slaves on a Sunday, and reading passages from the Bible, basically saying, you know, you're meant to be subjugated to us. Um, you're meant to be enslaved. Oh. Wow. Oh my God. And wow. you know it. At one point, the Bible was used as a tool it really to keep was. us. It really was to keep us yeah. in line, and it still it is. It kind of sounds it's like what your grandmother was doing to she, you. Like, she, no, seriously, it was a, yeah, oh, it was a type Lord of Jesus. fear to instill in you. It was it's, a fear. it's tradition. That's what is they, and that's where so many different religions derive from. Is right. that they take pieces of the Bible and they twist it to make it fit what Bingo. they want, to fit, and you cannot all the do time, that. all the time, and it, it is something that. Um, it's something I always said. Okay, let's take a quick little break. We have a little guest that just came by. Hold on just a second. All right. Just let everybody know that was no guest. It's actually one of our co-hosts. We thought it was a, uh, we thought the bill collector. All right. So <laughs> <laughs> it's JT. Say what's up, I JT. am coming to collect the bill. <laughs> so just got to continue the conversation. What we basically were talking about is re- regards to some of the history, some of the, some of the experiences also that we have actually had growing in church, black and gay, how the church used it as kind of a disciplinary type of uh, form of, you know, way of doing things, sticking your orders, mm-hmm. staying in line. And, you know, actually, um, just a little, little thing to kind of catch you up. Also, when it came down to Darnell, he made an interesting observation that's very similar to how the slave masters treated us. Mm-hmm. And we use that same tactic in church. So one of the next questions that does come up is, 
when it comes to the black community and how black parents address the gay issues in the household. Now, for me, you know, I can definitely say that, honestly, I didn't come out. I did not, mm-hmm. whatever my feelings were, I kept that shit inside. And I and that's did just not, something that we, it's, it's, it's like learned. Yeah. You, just, you don't, you don't. You just don't expose. Yeah. You already know, number one, growing up, like, you know exactly how critical and how criticizing we can mm-hmm. be. We'll talk in the church, we'll talk outside, we'll mm-hmm. just talk to the people, <clears throat> and we will gossip. Sanctified and holy side and everything. Uh, so it doesn't yes. matter. So when we actually learn to kind of be silent, to use that silent yeah. generation's tactics, I think. And you're you're held captive to it because there's the people that are are holding you captive. Those are the ones that you that love you and you're supposed to love. Right. So you wouldn't dare speak out of term to them. So oh you, no! You, it keeps you locked like into, that, yeah. into that place. And all that, but you know, a matter of fact, this uh, comedian. This is the funniest thing because I kept it on my Instagram, and I'll show you guys. She. Uh, <laughs> she basically gave a depiction of what white parents used to do when it came down to a white child touching a hot stove. Mommy, it burned. Oh my God, honey, are you are you okay? Are you let me get something? Are you okay? Let me let's call the ambulance. Black parents, mommy, it burned. That's because it's hot. Yeah, it's hot. I told the black ass. That's what you get. Come here, it was the funniest. The funniest thing. I'll show it to you. But it's, it's true. But it's true. Right. We true. use that as a form of discipline. Right. And on top of that, so when it, so for me personally, how how would you be able to address anything when? Back in our day, you didn't even give it to an address. Yeah, they may have had some inkling, they may have had some, you know, but they, they dare not even come to it. you either. Mm-mm. They never came to you because they didn't want to know. No, they didn't no. want to know. They knew something, especially a, a father. They w- didn't want to know that their son was gay or he was a sissy. He was this because that meant that you can't carry on the tradition of your father. Right. So that you know makes him feel like maybe he wasn't a good parent. Right. Or he didn't do what he was supposed to it, do. To what it does, him. it attacks his masculinity. Exactly. Bingo. By you, know? you being more feminine because he feels, oh, I raised a, right. a, a girl. I raised somebody who's feminine. But that's not, a, in actuality, that's not true because gay men, we can be whatever. Right. It's not exactly. that we are put into a certain box. Uh, we can be whoever we want to be. The right. gay face can be whatever it is that you choose for it to be. Right. Now, don't get me wrong. This is for those who are capable of hiding it. Now, for mm. those who weren't. <laughs> Some <laughs> just are. They're not cool with that. Cheap, blo- uh, cheap uh, shot. No, cheap no. I'm, shot. I, I'm just But it's saying, true. I'm, no, I I'm know. saying some <laughs> of them who are a little bit fib- Like, so one particular, uh, I saw one... Uh, show where the guy said I couldn't be in the closet because I didn't know what the closet was. You know, he was basically he was right. just out feminine. That yeah, just, no idea yeah. anything was wrong. No, no, but but yeah, I get what you're saying because some people it's yeah. you see it from birth. And other people, it's a reality. It's yeah. Some people you see it from birth, and yeah. you know, as the church we say, that's that spirit I got. <laughs> but anyways, but yeah, you see it from birth, and and it's like it's just, yeah, it's one of those things that honestly, I think, I think it, both sides, the child and the parent, was afraid to address. Right. So it's and just not talked. It's about. not talked about not at all. You know, at and all. it's and it's at like, least during. I should also break it down by generation. Is at least during the uh, mm-hmm. generation X 
Mm-hmm. And I would probably even go as far as say maybe in baby boomers. They just did not address. Yeah. They didn't. I don't shit. think even they the millennials. Knew. Like millennials, yeah. I don't know about that one. Some, they are yeah. out in some like, of them. No, take me not out all. Of them. Yeah, some of them. But well, you know. millennials are from like 1980 to like 95 or something. So there's no, a pretty I'm going big further than that to now, aren't they? Go ahead. No, in regards to like praying the gay away, did you guys ever encounter that when? Perhaps I don't know if you all had like coming out stories, you know, like where you come home and sob and like mama I like boys. Yeah. But were you, were you ever told to oh maybe maybe you need to go to church more? Maybe you need to you know read your Bible a little bit harder. I, okay, did you ever For me, have that? Going in first of all, the, the church is very. You grow with a certain fear about the church. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if everybody else had that fear. It's mm-hmm. a certain fear you have about the Listen, church. You, you re- and revere the Until the I church got about 14. And 14. then, depending yeah. on your connection, is the church. My grandfather was the minister. Uh, I was the drummer, the deacon, the junior deacon, the 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 uh, the, uh, the, the usher at time when they needed me. The janitor. So I'm a janitor too. <laughs> Let me tell you. So the role that I have as being oh that's pastor, that's the pastor. So you had a reputation son. and a lot of pressure. Yeah, on you, you. bingo. So, so you, you could not do anything. Hell wrong. no, nothing. I wouldn't. I'm not this guy. Nothing. I was never gonna do that. I would never even think about it. See, be- for me, I had fun in the church. Ooh, yes. You look like you did. Nam yo horenge. You look like you was jumping in a different reason. Yes. <laughs> but no, my true story is I was very deep in the, into the church. I wanted to be married by 23 and make bishop by 25. I was really that wow. deep into it. I was in on all the organizations. It was not a Sunday that I didn't go to church that I didn't do anything as if I was either in the choir or the usher board or stuff like that. But in my transition of being that way, when I start asking questions and nobody can answer, that what made my turnaround. Mm-hmm. And now, if it ain't a casket or an arch up there at the <laughs> altar, I casket ain't going. Or, wow. I ain't wow. going. No, because <laughs> I've learned a lot that a lot of people wouldn't address. And I still respect people who believe in the Bible and church and all that. Just don't push it on me. Mm. Just don't push that, it on me. That's an interesting That's kind of interesting because I if you grew up in a black family, it was pushed upon. And, and Man, see, it was, it was see like, then know. I tell them, I, I and I challenge them on what they do. Oh, I, that was I, a demon. That was a demon inside you. Yeah, the demon. I, I get that all the time. You know, <laughs> my really? mama wanted them turn on the light of the church when they open the doors. You know, she wanted to be the one to hit the light switch mm-hmm. so y'all can see. But that's where I come from. That's where I grew up. My dad joined the Church of Christ, which is a totally different ball game. Because they don't do this. They don't believe in that. They don't do this. They don't believe in that. So they definitely wouldn't accept being gay or lesbian. My dad, my dad don't like he said it's my lifestyle he don't like my way of living but he respect me to the fullest and that's my question too I think a lot of the misconception comes from what people believe is a lifestyle right but it's gay, my way being of gay, life. being gay and lesbian you live just like anybody else you, you have a job right you need to uh, have not, a place to live. Uh, it's, it's not a lifestyle. It's, it's not a an, way of life. It's an oh, existence. And it's, yeah, like they, it's, it's a way of life. Yeah. Yes. But what they see is, uh, or the things that's 
pushed at them are all the bad things. So that's, right. those are the things that they want to believe. But it promiscuity. Takes, yeah, uh, but it takes you for know. those who are not that to be able to stand up and say that's not that's not representative of me. But no, the thing is... And that changes their mindset because right, now they know that they love you and you're not that. So let me think about whatever it is I thought about being did gay you ever? Did you ever get, like, you know, read your Bible more and stuff pushed on you, oh, after, hell you yeah. after you came out? And to or, be honest with not you... Not even after, during, before yeah. you even came out, to right? Be honest, no, 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 of course, but I'm saying, like, you know, just for the topic, like, pray the gay away, which is... Like I know, with a lot of um, white people, for example, like when their when their children are are gay, they'll send them to conversion therapy mm-hmm. uh, camps and and, and things like that. Treatment you know, black we black can, people we tend to do that. that like, we can't afford that mm-hmm. shit. Exactly. We gonna beat that shit out of you. I'm yeah. gonna beat your <laughs> faggot ass. <laughs> see, but see, this is the right. thing. I, I, this is the thing. What I I discovered when it comes to the praying of the Bible. Uh, my, my mother and my grandparents would use it every opportunity and every type of conversation. It could be about sports mm. and it related back to God. Because <laughs> back in the time, you know, right. when football was around, the Lord Jesus. <laughs> it would be like, how did this come across in the Bears versus the Giants? <laughs> How did this conversation come up? And they will find a way yeah, right. to interject the Lord in a conversation that you, so really it came to me. It also lets you know the dynamics of the family to where you understand the structure of where you're at family wise. Number one, when granddad, when the older elder said something, you did not dispute. Mm-hmm. Let's get that fact put out there. They right. said something, that's it. And matter of fact, I even grew up in the, the type of family where no matter if I'm wrong, you don't dispute me. Yeah. Yeah. Now, so if you come up that way, started, yeah. yeah, started. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't. You were, you were raised not to challenge, and I've actually just gotten to the point where I speak up more for myself. At the and age it, of if, what? Now in your thirties, yeah, right? Yeah. You know, you see, you see, you try, you try, you try me. <laughs> okay, listen, I'm, I'm thirty nine. You ain't yeah, gonna make him steal you I'm like that. I will say it. I'm proud but to no, say I'm thirty nine. But I get where you're coming from because in my family, especially on my father's side, it was like that. One thing, and I actually, as a kid, was I'll say scary because of, I grew up with that church. You don't fight. You know, you don't do this. Turn the other cheek. All that bullshit. But you know what? I got tired of that shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And turn the cheek, awesome. start punching the bitch <laughs> in their cheek. You get what I'm saying? So created that ball of fire that I am too. So, you, you know, the, the beast that people see in me come from the church as well because of, it's from being balled up. So let me ask you this. Uh-huh. Since you, because sometimes I think that can be when you have to be that person it can affect you in a negative way because you train yourself to think that who you were before isn't who you should be so you create this different person and you go about things in a wrong manner sometimes and it doesn't take you to do a lot of things so do you think that at some point that kind of affects you no even no probably in the beginning but not now so you've matured is what you're saying yeah, that's the word you want to use. See, I, I, <laughs> I, and and I have to say this, and 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 a lot of people don't like when I explain. Yeah, yeah I aged. <laughs> if you're telling me something, and I use a, a churchman was trying to tell me something, she was wrong, and I corrected her, and what she, oh my Lord, Savior Jesus Christ, she went scripture quoting. The asshole showed up. Just because you scripture quoting don't mean that you're right. You still ain't yeah. answer the question because you are wrong. You understand? And she didn't what I'm know saying? how to to answer. Right. 
So that's why I say it it created that ball in me because uh, before I used to say okay she but I think that's just, that's a good thing that's just yeah. you because but it, no no it, but it in becomes, the beginning it, it, you grow from that moment and you learn to challenge what people right. say to but you but in the beginning well she quoting Bible scriptures I can't go against the Bible yeah yeah so it's that's why that I say yeah that but way. that's why I say it created that beast because of but that now. beast was created to help others too right if you think really think no about no no because there are a lot of gays that are out there. Who have nobody's look toward to mm-hmm. to say, um, I'm going to model myself after you because you take on these problems, you ask questions, you don't take shit from anybody, right? And that helps them to come out to stand against whatever it is that people throw at them with the Bible. So it's like, so that's kind of the results from growing up exactly. in a, in a, yeah. in a environment where, hey, you know, I'm going to go to Leviticus. 2018 or whatever and tell you you're wrong even though that's not even part of the argument like so so it's kind of made you a stronger person Mm -hmm. because you're willing to fight I I I, trust me I love my time in the church I still enjoy old school gospel you hear me turn to old school gospel like Shirley sees in her beginning days is um, Yolanda, not Yolanda Adams, Vicky Winans, <laughs> and even though I'm believing the word Jesus, King Jesus is one of my favorite songs. And I'm telling you this from experience because I like the music. I like with it does something to you. I'm used to what it well, is. Well, see, I went to some is is like the so depressing. I no, can't no, listen to but it. no, I like <laughs> that. Oh, it is. I like that upbeat gospel yeah. with the choir behind it. I like with the three part harmony. Okay. <laughs> if it got a three part harmony you, in it, 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 it caught my attention. But that's me being into music. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So I still, so if you hear me listen to gospel music, don't come up to me and say, oh, I thought you ain't go to. No, I don't. <laughs> but Jesus would work it out. I might blast it all the way to my damn radio and say, Max, the old version, not the new version, because the new version got some hate in it. You know, the, the, uh, the results for me, personally, <laughs> the results for me, honestly, don't, don't get me wrong. I've. I've become to get a better understanding. I didn't mm-hmm. want because I said one 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 of these goals, and I kid you not, one of my goals is to read the Bible from front to back because I've heard too many things. Mm-hmm. I've heard I way too many things, it. and I'm go- let me tell you, it's a long drawn out process. I tried it, and it's like Lord Jesus, I'm, I'm calling out the name. <laughs> and, you know, it was like okay, let me take this in pieces because, yeah. but you really for me it from front. Yeah, because it's it's so it's difficult Listen, to read it like I that. got the book for Deuteronomy, <laughs> <laughs> and I was done. But the thing about it is, as far as the actual result. I'll be honest with you, there's still a fear within the family structure when it comes to your grandparents and your parents. There's still you that didn't fear. Go against it. So mm-hmm. you did not go against it regardless of what. It's almost like they are the parenting style was basically like a slave master. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you did exactly what you're supposed to do. Shut up and go do it. If you don't do this, I'ma bust you upside your motherfucking head. Mm-hmm. And now if you was holy, if you don't do this, I'ma bust you upside your head <laughs> and pray about it afterwards. You know, it's like that. But it's trained behavior. Right. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? You only know what you you see and what you do. Mm-hmm. So that's way it comes. Reason that the black race is so firm and so strict because of it's trained behavior. What we did, what we was, what what our ancestors went through. You understand? And we did the same thing to our children exactly. to make sure that they didn't get in the way of massa. And it's kind of funny you say that like because that. I also read what, before you before you uh, came in. I also read a piece of it that talked about basically it stemmed the aggression, the aggression behavior portion of things from the black community because the way that we were trained, we were trained in such a 
uh, like a uh, like an authoritative environment mm-hmm. that it really stemmed a lot of behavior that was really aggressive. I think that's because maybe they just didn't know. They did. So know. if they you don't know, know, you're only going to go what you understand. But it takes the next generation to say, okay, I'm going to stand up and I'm going to address some things and maybe make them think about it because they right. don't know. If you don't know, but how are you going to say? How are you going to teach somebody? But that's what, if you that's don't what's going on now. We're, then, we're starting to challenge. And you're starting. To, we're right. starting to come out. And we're starting to say, mm-hmm. I'm not who you thought I was. I'm not a bad person. I'm not any of these things. Mm-hmm. I'm just me. I'm still your son. I'm your nephew. I'm your cousin. Um, it's just me. It's just I love different. Right. Like we're we're all children of baby boomers, right? Yes. So, and just think of the way you view the world versus the way your parents viewed the world. And a lot of them are a little bit scared of the world because of yeah, what they, they don't understand what's happening because yeah. so much has happened in just the past thirty years. Mm-hmm. The world has changed so much with the with the invention of the internet. Like that's opened Everything. up so many different yeah. doors. Like these kids are learning shit that we mm-hmm. had to sign up for. Uh, uh, what, what's it called? Encyclopedia Britannica in order to learn <laughs> You can Google yeah. in two seconds. You're right about that. You really are. You really are. And yes. you're right because in the 70s and early 80s if you didn't have a what's it, if you didn't have an encyclopedia Yeah, in you your didn't house, know shit. You didn't have shit. Exactly. That's true. There was like a reputation thing. Yes. Now I'm going to break this down so now by generation so we can also kind of make sure we, the audience knows exactly what generation perspective we're speaking from. Yo, now, listen, I, I'm, a, I'm not afraid of my generation. Uh, I, I'm the one that started with computers in the, in the, in the first grade. So you, you were trendsetter. You started with something. And then I, I had the, the green screen. He might, listen, he screen. might not remember this. Remember dollar? <laughs> 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 and you were doing some shit yeah, when you, you heard that noise? <laughs> you thought, I'm going to get on the internet, yeah. y'all. <laughs> you call your friend in the background. Oh, let me go on the internet. And see, like, you start like you're special. <laughs> Man, okay, Baby Boomer's Eye, or the Baby Boomer Generation, was born between 1946 to 1954. Baby Boomer's Two or Generation Jones, which I didn't know that, was born between 1955 to 1965. Generation X was my generation, was born between 1966 to 1976. Then you have Generation Y, or Echo Boomers, or Millenniums, born between 1977 and 1994. Oh, and then now we have nice. Generation Z coming up. Yeah. I don't know about these motherfuckers. But anyway, <laughs> 1995 to 2012. Yeah. So those born within that, that's the generation. Now, so in this room, we have Generation X and, genera- and the Millennials. Do we have that? Yeah. Um, yeah. Millennials. Yeah. So. Like early part of the Millennials? Yeah. yeah. yeah early part and, of the um, Millennials. And whatever that shit you, you got. They got too many names for my <laughs> You, you kind of lost your attention. Yeah. You're like, I don't know. You know. <laughs> I don't Bitch, know. I had like six names in that motherfucker. I'm like, damn. <laughs> you are, more, you are more the same age as me. You know what? No, but I'm 77. You 76. Goddamn. Ooh, oh, so I'm the oldest, really? <laughs> yes. Oh, who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. Yes. Bro, I was still. As a matter of fact, I was in. My mom probably was about three months with me when she was, when you were born. Three months? Ah, okay. Okay, three. No, no, no. <laughs> Actually, no, yeah, no, no, because I'm born two months early. So okay. I wasn't a full-term baby. So I actually was supposed to be born May, June. Okay. Okay, so I, I'm the oldest, and guess what? I own the shit. I don't give a damn. And so, <laughs> that so, don't mean shit, y'all. It really don't. It really don't. <laughs> it, as far as actually being the oldest, because I look the youngest. All right, so as far as... <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> so as far as the results of all of this, where do we? where have we come to? 
where we come to as far as parents, black gay children, and raising them more. Has there been a change? Has there been no mm. change? What do we see now? I think the kids are demanding the change. Like the kids yeah. are saying, I would agree with that. Yeah. I would agree with like, that. We they're calling their own shots. They're saying, yeah. you know what? I don't fit into this person exactly. that you want me to be, so I'm not going to be this person. Exactly. So I'm going to be who I want to be. And like well, I was saying about the internet, like it's really created an outlet for these kids to right. say. Yeah. To, they, and they can know, make connections and they right. can find out these They can say, it doesn't, have to, it doesn't have to be this way. Yeah. Yes. I don't have to be stuck in this box. But you know? the only bad outlet. thing about yeah. the internet is that they can find bad things That's to get true. into and a they can lot. find but I feel these like, up, uh, websites yeah. where they, you know. True. They become adults very quickly. But you know, like I've always said and it's a terminology I use all the time people are looking for love in all their own dick sizes <laughs> and assholes and that kind of and it, no it's true because of, it's a lot of people who don't have that father figures and they go, go after the older men or the older you know mm-hmm. the older men for that father figure yeah he fucking your brains out but you know <laughs> you get that stern tell you what to do you get that father figure that you never had so it's a benefit for them because they get a dad and they get their rocks off at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then you have people who are independent who don't want nobody that's like that. They want someone more independent and outgoing. So sometimes our hist our the life past, our yeah, past, our past, our life past can dictate um, the, the future. Yeah. yeah. And so what we, what you we know, you for. have you have the good and bad, but I think I really think that the, the good kinda outweighs the bad. Because it just allows like, you know, you know, like these kids just, they haven't had a place to really be themselves. You know, like if you can't find, let's say you grow up in a really religious household, you can't be yourself in that house. No, hell no. You but if can. you go online, you and can nobody, be wherever you yeah, want to be. Nobody yeah, knows your name, true. nobody can see your face, you get to really exhibit that side of your personality. That's kind of so how I originally, how I started to move into finding myself. Me too. That's true. That's um, all I Because I, I yeah. found, I got a couple of chat sites and I started to chat with different people that were all over the country and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, it's not just me, it's, mm-hmm. I'm not by myself. Yeah. So I started to chat with different people and that's how I met people in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. Was ah, they were chatting okay. with people and I made connections with people so I was like, this seems like a pretty good place to be. So, and I've met some people who actually seem to care for me. So let me just try moving, and that was kind of how I moved into finding myself and coming here nice. to Fort Lauderdale. It wasn't I wasn't running from anything yeah. because I wasn't um, my family wasn't like that. I was one of the people or the one in the family who everybody looked to for everything, who everybody could count on, and I was just the one who, who nobody really had a problem with it. But everybody wanted, everybody showed me love, and it was you know okay. I didn't have a reason to leave. Right. Okay. But my okay. reason for leaving was for me. And to find myself and to move into not just me as a gay man, but me as a as a man. Period. Because yeah. I've learned a lot since being here, and I've met a lot of wonderful people since being here. So I I personally didn't run from anything. Yeah, yeah. I no, moved no. to find my lot, my yeah, to find kinda, myself. It's kind of funny because I remember this picture. I'm not sure if anyone actually saw it when Michael Jordan's actually crying, right? <laughs> <laughs> and Michael Jordan and this picture with the the old the lady with her face over a computer and Michael Jordan with his tears crying Lord I hope she don't find my, <laughs> my I did delete my history on the computer and that's exactly how it was because I was actually in it college it was me in high school it was, yeah. it was me in college yeah. I was staying with my grandparents my parents divorced we all had to you know some of us had to move with grandma 
and grandma and granddaddy and in that house that's where you had the computer mm. and you were like holy shit and for one yeah. the computer was slow so when it popped up it didn't disappear quickly exactly. so, so, and you hitting that button yeah. <laughs> so I was hoping it because I was in a different world I started with AOL chat mm. that was actually the first time I actually started really talking to yeah. all these yeah. different people and I'm like oh wow you, this and is you never really... knew that there were all these people out there who were see, just like you exactly, just like you. see exactly. I didn't have all that shit I started out with the chat line wow oh like actually talking to people really yes the group chat line on the phone or what on the phone oh they thought the 900 numbers they had no own? not 900 numbers they had local numbers oh uh, okay talkie.com then they what? stick around what's yeah. it called talkie See, I ain't doing that. Right. I did that one time, and my mother got that bill. It was a see, it was free. It's a free call. Now I got an expensive. It's money. a low now. Now that it's cell phones and stuff, it's the numbers are foreign, but it was a local number. Really? Um, a local easy number, and you got on there, and it is you reach talkie.com. Is there really been any change? Now, mind you, we have new different different generations. We have different, you know, growth. What is truly the difference now and then? Then that's our final question. So I'm, I'm actually curious. I'm going to go around the table. What do you truly see as a difference between now and the way they actually do then? I was talking to my friend yesterday, and he's he's um, a few years older than me. He has a nephew in in high school, and his nephew is gay. He's like. He's very obviously gay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's, he came twirling out of the womb. Right? Wow. So, but he said that being gay for him in high school is kind of like the cool thing. Like it's, he's mm. you know considered like one of the cool kids. The cool. Kid? It's like yeah, it's a really new cool. uh, now now uh, I'll tell you, they're white. So it oh, might be a little uh, bit different. But no, there are black kids. There are black gay kids who are like really popular listen, he knows and why. gay. And they're like, you know, they're part. They're an acting dance team, and they, yeah, yeah. you know, you get with the girls, and you get to you get to be cool as shit. I don't know what it's like. I don't know. It might be different for kids who kind of don't fall into that category. Like, I, I found that when I was in high school, the kids who were like obviously gay, quote unquote, oh, they were the ones who were like effeminate. No, they were actually like with they, the girls. I was kind of jealous of them. Like they felt <laughs> they seemed more completely comfortable with themselves like yeah. you know what i mean like yeah. they were just like just just themselves and they didn't the they didn't apologize they didn't, they didn't apologize and people kind of just left let them be for the most part i don't know yeah. if they had worst experience or not but from what i saw they just got to just be themselves yeah. Yeah. whereas yeah. i felt like i was kind of yeah, like stifling, restricting yes yeah, stifling yeah. myself yeah. holding yeah. back yeah and they were just you know out they there they were free Okay, I, I can see that. What do you think, Ricky? I agree with what you're saying. Um, but there was a story that I uh, wanted to kind of share. It, it happened during one of the meetings at work. And this my coworker, her son, is like 12 years old. And he seems to think that there's nothing wrong with disappearing for days at a time. He'll oh, he'll no. leave what? on weekends. He, he, he does this, and she has to go look for him. 12? She has to, yes, Hell no. 12 years old. So... She was having a conversation with her, one of her friends about what to do about this, about her son. She didn't know. I guess he would bring girls into the house. and the, Yes. And the guy... Is that a father in the house? No. No wonder. That's the thing. I would not just and shit out of his ass. So, <laughs> but this is a kicker. This is what got me. The friend that she was talking to 
said, well, I guess you should be thankful that he's bringing girls into the house and not boys into the house. And, yeah. So, that was my look. I was like, and she's talking and I haven't, you know, when I work, I work, I don't include my personal life. But, you know, you have conversations with people, whatever. And she thought about what she said. So, she kind of paused and she looked and she was like, am I offending somebody uh, by what she said? But I was like, well, what would your what would you have said if he was bringing boys into the house? And he was a, a a student, and he was respectful, and he you know did what he was supposed to do. Versus your son, who's a hoodlum, and he's bringing the girls into the house. Mm-hmm. You gonna be a grandma in a few years? Mm-hmm. You just don't know it. Exactly. That's so true. it's like that's the difference of the generation. That's another thing that gets me. Um, he feels just, he can do it. Just in general, gay is looked at as worse than like like you the have worst parents. Parent, if you're a criminal, they're, they're, yeah, their kid could kill somebody. They'll see him every week. Every weekend at jail, they'll drive, they'll drive two hours to visit yeah. their dumbass son. But if you're gay, you get kicked out, ostracized. Yeah, that's true. That, that's really true. That especially true. in the yeah. church, you'll be discommunicated. Like oh, you yeah. just, you're just you, it's like you don't exist, and you get but, a party for coming yeah. out of jail. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In, in church, yes. as long as you're uh, complying to what they want you to, to do, you can be the the gay choir director who is so creative and you put the events together right. and you can be the one who's the musician who's fall in love with exactly, a man, right? and you bring them to church oh with God, you God. to hear the word then that's a wrap you gotta yeah. go they don't want you to know anything about what they're teaching they, you, you're done you're done it's much. wild how that can be considered like the worst sin that you could but you know yeah. commit something that you that that's not even a choice like exactly. it's not a choice it's a biological and so many impetus. people like, think that's that what it it's is. a choice but you don't have a choice in being in being black you don't have exactly. a choice in being male or female necessarily i mean you can change it later on but yeah. the way that you're brought into the world is kind of the way that you're brought into the world but when it comes to being gay it's like um you can fight it as much as you want to but I mean, if it's there's something, no there's nothing you can do yeah. about it after so long. Either you give in or you give up. And when people right. give up, they give up in ways of committing suicide. Right. They give up on right. life, and they you know fall into you know, drugs and whatever it 50, is. 60 years of depression. That's what exactly. A lot that's of what people you get. Do. And you right. and, and me, I'm not one of those people to to allow that to happen to myself. I love myself too much right. to um, allow what other people think about you know who I may be uh, define who I'm going to be. Exactly. So right. I just I like that. I like Put that on the show. I, like, I, like I that. know, right? I know. <laughs> <laughs> sure about that. We should make a brother speak sure with that. I'm gonna get that idea. I'm sorry to tell you right now. Jason. <laughs> well you heard it first. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll say this, you said a lot. I kinda wanna say I never hid myself because I kept it in plain daylight. But being that I was involved with women as well as men, so, they never looked at the male side of it. Mm-hmm. And it was easier to ignore that part. Right. Because it was like... Because uh, I remember probably at 23, I started going to the gay club. And that was the first thing. Now, cousins came around and said, hey, son, you need to talk to me about... No, I don't need to talk to you about shit. <laughs> 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 for me, my family... It was... It was easy for them to accept it. But it's hard for them to deal with it. So it's easier for them to accept it and not see it. Kind of in a sense. Well, it's out of, uh, I think it's out of sight, it, out of mind because of, if right. they don't see it, they don't really think about it. But they still know. But even, it. even, right. even when I, even for me having a partner for nine years, even when I brought partner around, you know, the most strong and profound thing my daddy said to me, and it goes back to that word that we don't like. He called me in the room. And he's like, "I need to talk to you," and I'm like, "Okay, what you need talking about? Oh, you ain't got to run and hide from me. Your lifestyle is your lifestyle. I don't agree with it, but." 
I have no problems. You know, tell your partner he can come by my house anytime. You ain't got to be here. That was actually a really nice thing to, yeah. to say. But for my father, it's hard for him to say stuff like that. So that spoke volumes. Oh, yeah. True. Sure for true. my mom, I don't think she wanted to accept it at all. And she finally did. And it's just in my family, it's not talked about. I can bring and I think all that's of most black families. I I can bring all of you around, and you can be your natural self, and it's not going to be a problem. And actually, Chris has had the point to meet my daddy's side of the family with my sisters because I I brought them to my sister's birthday party, and they're more of, "Where you gonna get with him?" And I'm like, "He's just," <laughs> and I'm like, "He's just a friend." No, y'all make a nice couple. <laughs> they say just a friend. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but this just goes to show how my family is. And this comes from a family that I was in the stepping and they thought I was cheery. Parents are more accepting if you have a child. You you had a child. Because yeah, they see your family yeah, yeah, yeah. You you left a legacy. You right. black families are more about legacy. You they want you to leave that legacy behind. They want the little Chris, the little Ricky, the little Darnell. Mm-hmm. They right. don't care how you did it to get it. And they want them to be straight so that they can make continue. Right. Yeah, the, the right. legacy. Right. It's all about the legacy. And right. I I've dealt with that. It's all about the legacy. Yeah. That's it's not funny. That's it's, interesting. It's 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 hard. It's a male thing. It's really it's a male thing. thing. So. And, and even with females, it's they're a, like that too, but females females are back down faster than males will. But it's the legacy. You can come out a of A lot of mothers they want grandbabies. They they're do like they yeah. do. When you go have some yeah. babies, when oh you can put some babies up. If I had but a nigga for every time I had that damn question. But you know what? Now I gotta get up and say this for the results for for me. It's one of the results I definitely do see the positive movement in terms of the how the younger uh, audience the younger children, black children, are just coming out. And actually being affected in the school, I'm able yeah. to see it. I was gonna say you are able to right. see, it see it so it much and, more than anybody and, else. and the funny part about it is you see the acceptance of them. But mm-hmm. you also see the non-acceptance. Yeah. Of really? Oh, yes. let me tell you. There's one particular student that I, you know. Of course, I'll never name your name, but you can see that he is clearly. And when people don't come and talk to him, and and people don't necessarily, uh, you know, try to bring him to be involved in certain parties or involved in certain events, then you start to ask yourself, you know. Well, what's going? What, what's it's going wrong. on here? It's and there's even another particular student. They like him, but they don't bring him into the circles. Right. And so it's wow. it's very. It depends on the environment. I would also say too, because remember, I'm in an environment that's considered to be an at-risk school, predominantly low-income families, black. And so when you start to see that belief cast among what you've seen in the classrooms, you see the kids really they do have friends. They may not necessarily be accepted so much within the classroom setting, but they found their rooms. They found their 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 friends and their peers among the rest of the school. So you do see that. Oh. So, but the funny part about it is the ones that that are considered to be a little bit, you know, they have more female friends. Yes, mm-hmm. which is kind of but true listen. for most yeah, black gay guys. Yeah, I mean, they have more female friends than anything. So we identify just, with. But it's interesting how you see the black gay student from a low income family you can yeah. get to see how um, 
who they really are and who their faces yes, are. Yes, yes. So that's interesting how they still manage to be themselves even though they come from low-income families. And those families, usually there's usually less education, so they're not going right. to be up on a lot of things. They're not going to understand how to relate to their child who is gay or lesbian. But one thing I am going to say... Or even bisexual. Uh, exactly. Either. But one thing I am definitely going to say is that the power of the media has definitely helped the LGBT community, black included. Because now you're walking in, uh, you're able to see it, you're able to laugh at them, you're able to see all the shows that mm-hmm. really kind of bring them into your 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 daily, your yeah. excuse me, your weekly programming, and you're seeing this, and you're becoming a little bit more comfortable. So self consciously, yeah. subconsciously, you are beginning to say, you know, what? ain't nothing wrong with this. Because my mom, I remember uh, there was an episode. I guess I can say it. On uh, Empire, yeah. the son who's gay. <gasps> I want to talk and about that past weekend. Wait a minute. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, I, 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 I haven't no even. Empire. I haven't seen no because I have to take a weekend. Ooh, I took a weekend. Yeah. But it was interesting because um, to hear my mom say it, I don't understand what the people uh, their problems are with gay uh, people, with gay and women that like. Because I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with with being gay. I think that. You guys are very creative, and you can, there's a lot of... And it was funny to me, but it really wasn't funny because it's like, to hear my mom say it, it's like you would have to know her to, in order to understand where she was wow. coming from. But I was like, I wish I could give you a hug, man. <laughs> I do. <laughs> but it was so... It was funny to me to hear her say that. And, and she was... She... My mom was like, in, she's 69. Okay. So she... To hear her say that from her generation... Yeah, To accept yeah, yeah. that it's like... Yeah. Yeah. Wow, and and she was just dead serious. She's like, I mean, gay people are so creative, and I mean, I don't understand what people have against gay <laughs> oh people. I don't, God. I don't understand. She it. had an epiphany. I like that. I yeah, like that. And, and, and even with my dad before he passed away, he he used to call me. Um, <laughs> he used to call me Sugarfoot. <laughs> it was funny, <laughs> and I didn't understand it at that point. But I got it years and years and years later because he used to call me Sugarfoot. And I was the only one that had the uh, had a nickname. <laughs> um, but before he passed away, he, he he was on his deathbed, and he said, "I love all of my sons." And there's three of us, three boys. He said, "I love all of my sons. No matter who you are or what you become in life, I'm still gonna love you. I still, you know, it doesn't matter. Be you." Wow, that's and that so was cool. it. That's so so cool. I was like, "Wow." I think we've kind of touched on how. Yeah, we did. How. Um, Everything. The older generation has changed. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, we exactly. Yeah, and there's yeah, a connection yeah. now, especially if they can see who you are and they understand you and they still love you regardless. Right. They're their love that for you loving, doesn't loving change. Loving their children is far more important. Exactly. Than, than Trying to make you wrong for what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, falling in yeah, line yeah. With, yeah. with what the church says. Yeah. Yeah. Loving your child is far Listen, more important. It was funny when I caught my mom watching Will and Grace. <laughs> oh, I love that show. I'm like, Mom, you watching Will and Grace? You know what they do, right? <laughs> you know what this show is about. No, and it, it's funny because, you know, you got Jack this... Uh, flamboyant yes very all, and all he want to do is sleep with the next man to come along <laughs> yeah. and then you have Will who it was completely the opposite yeah so it gave her yeah. some kind of insight but did she understand it though yes and no Okay. Yes. That was my it's question. It's a learning like, process. She, yeah, yeah, it's a learning process. She had a plan. See, she ain't gonna she ain't gonna sit down and ask questions. You know. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna move on to the positive moment. So positive moment is where we actually kind of, usually when it comes to the topics, we actually kind of kind of lighten things up. But actually, we ended off not that bad. We actually ended off pretty close. But I do want to give a piece of information pertaining to a black media company releasing its first animated series that teaches children authentic African American history. 
And to me, I thought this was actually pretty good. It's a company based in uh, Baltimore called Ed Anime Productions produces Meltrick and creates World Biz and Educational Animated Series. Now, the thing about it is, is even though a lot of these uh, programs these days, like uh, PBS Kids, Disney, and Nickelodeon, met some success in terms of engaging in programming for entertainment. However, there are a few educational shows that address the cultural, historical needs of children of color. So... When it came down to this particular company, this company is co-founded by a host of African-American teenagers oh. and young adults, was created to address the, um, the actual uh, deficiencies, basically. Their flagship animated series, Mel Trek, was a collection of lessons designed to teach children about the history, culture, and contributions of African-Americans from 3000 BCE to 2008, using hip-hop music as a teaching tool. Now, the objective of Meltrek is to preserve African-American history, foster self-awareness, self-esteem, and solidarity, and to project positive images of African-Americans into the national consciousness. Now, to me, I, when I normally, when you hear that, and I was just having this conversation about cartoons today. Mm-hmm. I said, cartoons of my time, you always end it with a lesson. G.I. Mm-hmm. Joe, or you end it with some form of a lesson within, and then the character sums it up at the end and tells the kids something that they should know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're getting that now. You know, I don't know if SpongeBob really does that. I don't think so. I don't think they do that anymore. And, and, so. and what people don't understand is the fact, usually as part of the production, they would have a child psychologist or therapist as part uh-huh. of to be able to give that lesson to the kids, and the kids walk wow. away with a lot. Like Thundercats. Thundercats, you walk away oh, with a lesson. I love Thundercats. I love the Thundercats. Oh, my God. Voltron. Uh, Voltron. Well, not Voltron so much. But, but actually, no, it, didn't give a lace, it didn't give a lesson, but I like Voltron. But, but actually, uh, sir, I think Transformers even gave certain lessons. Yes, that, Transformers. So, so, I mean, He-Man, they all gave a lesson that we walk away with. Mm-hmm. The generation I don't know now really gra- grabs yeah. them. But it's, back, it's very good to see that it's actually kind of coming back. And on top of that, a little more self-awareness and know exactly who you are. To me, that's a positive moment. I definitely want to make sure I said that. So, now from this point on, we kind of move to this bitch of the week. So, I have another crazy fucked up messed up story time and we're going to name her this bitch. So usually during this this bitch, we actually complain about a person, place, or thing. Whether it be anything we want to talk about, does not matter. We just vent and let this shit off our chest. So, I'm going to just roll this around to Darnell. I see your little finger. And I'm going to let Darnell take it away. Tell me what your this bitch of the week is now. I should say this racist asshole. Oh, um, wow. I, I, you, know, you need a little backstory. Do you guys know this rapper, Azalea Banks? Oh, Remember? God. Yeah, yeah. She's had a very active week on Twitter. Um, <laughs> all right. So there's this, there's this member of um, One Direction. He left One Direction. He's solo. His name is Zane. He's come out with this album. It's actually pretty good. And he put out this video that was, you know, had some aesthetics that Azalea found very similar to things that she's done in the past. Mm-hmm. And so Ooh. she tweets at him, oh, you you know, you, oh, you follow my shit. She's trying to be all cute. And he's like, he doesn't even like at her on Twitter. <laughs> well, you don't, you don't, you don't at somebody on Twitter, but you're talking about them. It's called a subtweet, and that pisses people off, and it pissed her off. He's um, he's British. He's like half white and half um, half uh, South Asian, and she just went off. She started calling him all kinds of racist slurs. What? She called him. Uh, 
she called him something like a, a curry, a curry scented bitch, and like oh, wow. a Punjab, and like she called him a sand nigger. Like she really, she went ballistic. This she, is a rapper, right? Yeah, this rapper. She was already in trouble with some other things. She's before. always in trouble. Every so now week, all she's of cursing a sudden, somebody out on Twitter. Wow. So because was, somebody ain't walked up and whooped her ass. I that's think, what she I think need. that's what wow. she needs. Yeah. Yeah. Country beat down <laughs> ass whooping. That's what she will learn today. So she she went off on him. She wow. kept she just kept going, and he didn't respond at all, which is probably the best way to go with somebody. Who yeah, sounds somebody's like that. Yeah, you don't be pay any attention to it. So there's this Disney Channel star. It's fourteen year old black girl who's on um, she used to be on the show called Jessie and now she's on the spinoff and she's a really pretty girl really she just posted some, she tweeted something like uh, Azalea Banks needs to calm down or something and Azalea she went in on her went in on her on a 14 year old girl this girl's 23 no years pity. old who's, who's gonna be next a pregnant lady right like she <laughs> no, like she she really went off on this girl she started saying that she wow. needs to she needs to have her menses before she talks to her ever again oh my and God. that she called her a coon she really <gasps> like she lost her shit about like this this and and the thing I found is a lot of well, a number of people have kind of come to her defense, Azalea's defense, saying, like, you know, she's a black woman. The black woman's always being put down. I agree with that. That happens. But when you are being blatantly racist and attacking mm, a for child no for, for no, no good And you're the adult. Reason, you're the adult. <laughs> you need to be called out. You. She got banned yeah. from Twitter, and she's posting shit on Instagram now, like, Twitter banned me. Whiteness is an illness, and I agree with that. But she's like <laughs> trying to blame. She's trying to trying to blame everybody else for her own issues and lashing out at people. She needs somebody to. She really does need somebody to come up to her and just and just I re- like I remember there curse was her a, out in her face. But she tried to attribute um, a lot of her mistakes as to well, I'm brand new to uh, the business, so I had no grooming and I just she's was thrown on stage. She's just an asshole. That's what she said. She's wow. just an asshole. She tried to contribute to that. Who wants like, no accountability for saying this stuff. But I thought that 14 year old put her ass in her place. She really did. <laughs> she, she put her ass in her place. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. A 14 year old smart girl. And too. that made her even angrier. She's like, <laughs> I got put in my place by a 14 year old. So she went even harder. And she, she got kicked off the tour, she got, didn't she? Um, she she kicked got, off a show, a UK yeah, a festival. Show. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah and she yeah. might be banned from the UK. Yeah, the fuck they might do be, that. Wow. Yeah, yeah, they might do that because uh, she's being. I mean, she's being blatantly racist toward people, and she thinks and it's nobody's okay. gonna want to see her or promote her or anything else with her with her behavior like that. Like how how does she think her career is gonna grow if she's starting shit? She needs to get her shit together. I'm not here for her career. I don't think anybody else should be. She needs to go quit it and work. I don't wow. know. She needs to go work at a, a, a Ross or something. <laughs> we don't need her wow. ass there. We don't. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of black right, that way, shop. No, because that way she's going to get her ass whooped. Oh, yeah. Right about the that. So maybe yeah, she needs right to that. work at Ross. That's where the minority is going. So yeah, like, okay, that way she'll get her ass whooped at Every Ross. day in the parking lot, huh? Somebody waiting mm-hmm. for her. Bitch, come outside. Bitch, you won't. <laughs> All right, Ricky, what's your bitch of the week? Oh, God. I guess mine would be relationships. Oh, uh-oh. Um, uh-oh. Pull up the couch. <laughs> Pull up the couch. Mm. Lay I down, just, baby. Lay I down. Just, it just, I just find it hard sometimes to, uh, when you have to deal with, um, and I'm trying to phrase it very carefully. <laughs> <laughs> I really am. You never know who's listening. I know, right? <laughs> Lord, okay. Um, 
but you try to stay on the same page with people mm-hmm. and you try to find commonalities and you you work on things but sometimes you have a hard time with trying to be pleasing to the other person and if you continue to try it's like okay well nothing I do is working so what the hell do you want from me so That's you kind of you you, you 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 try and you give it your all and you question sometimes Thank you for that. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. So I mean, you can. I'm I'm, right. Continue to work, and you 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 do what you do because you know when you your hearts and things, whatever you you do that. But at at some point, you question um, again that phrase you you just gave. What do you want? So that's kind of by it's not a, a bitch this bitch moment yeah but it's kind of like one of those moments where it's cover like your ass. go ahead <laughs> 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 right cover your ass. You're, yeah. you're there yeah. but it's one of those moments where it's kind of like a rant it's like okay well i know eventually more than likely things will be okay but at the same time what the hell do you want i'm right. trying and i'm doing things i never did in relationships before yeah because uh, i've learned that i'm a little bit self-centered uh but i'm working on me in the in in life, not just in in terms of a relationship, but just me. Period. Yeah. So when you're working to try to change those things, when you're being told it's not what is required or what's wanted, it's like, okay, well, I'm doing a lot of shit that I didn't do before. Uh, you know so, what? Let it be. You know what? We're all human. <laughs> we are all human. We're all trying to get sick. Relationships are an evolution. Yes, they it are. Is. It really and is. I'm, it really I'm learning that. Yeah, I'm changing and I'm growing um, with with each day, with each hour, whatever. I'm I'm becoming more of maybe who I should be. Right. And every person that comes into your life changes your life. So I'm. That's the thing that I'm looking at. That's the thing that I'm trying to move forward in. But okay. it's just one of those things where I have a temper sometimes. Johnny Gill and Stacey Lattisaw. Where do we go from here? Can <laughs> <laughs> I pull that up on YouTube? All right. <laughs> All right, Jason. What's your bit? This bitch of the week moment. Um, I think I've been holding this one a little too long. But, um, <laughs> oh Lord, Lord. No. Y'all asked me this two weeks ago when we came together, and I. Well, we're in South Florida, and we have what we call Fleet Week, and Fleet Week it's when the Navy ships come into our port, and we were busy because of Fleet Week. And I had a major order. Well, I had like almost 65 items that had to be distributed out. And I had no driver. Oh, wow. I called the manager like, hey, (laughs) where my driver's at? He called and everybody else, but nobody showed up. So what happened is I got furious. (laughs) Then her asshole kicked in. And as the phone is ringing off the hook, I'm in between three different positions trying to get shit done because I've got to get these this product out. I had to literally tell, and I'm not calling my boss a bitch, but I had to literally tell this bitch, <laughs> if you don't get somebody here right motherfucking now in the next 30, 40 minutes, I'm going to lock these goddamn doors. And there will be no more service, and you can come pick up your key from there. Okay. Whew. All right, then. Stay, stay tuned, huh? I know. Stay tuned. Because <laughs> it's about to go down. Well, well, well. Well, 
I hope they take you seriously. I know. They're going to learn today, huh? Well, well, my this bitch moment is just a little concern. That's all. It's just a concern. You know, a lot of things that concern, he also... bitch. Go that, ahead. That's all. It's, 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 it's some things that you got to give homage to the history. You know, mm-hmm. you got to give... You got you to gotta say thank you, guys. You know, and when this bitch... <laughs> Or when these mother bitches, you know, mother bitches, I'm mother bitches, don't give credit for who really, I know, I don't normally smack, who don't give credit for who really created the running man. I have a problem with that. Look at the new dance. Did you see the the, 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 the viral thing that's going on? I love, what type of dance is this shit that I'm seeing? Uh Uh-uh. The running man, you really ran. Exactly. You really did the pumping of the fist and you ran into the back. And they, they're being lazy with That's it. That's a skip. It yeah. looked like a fucking skip. A I don't know what the hell. This is, I don't know what type of dance craze. I don't But know. bottom line is that, listen. Okay, at least implement some arm movement. Yeah, I was yeah. confused when I saw it. I said, That's not the running man. What's this? <laughs> listen, I don't know what the fuck y'all talking about. <laughs> You have not seen the dance. That is no. going viral. They had the, the, the Miami Police uh, Department. Thank doing, you. I was like, is this real? Once again, I'm, I'm wondering, are these real people? <laughs> That's what we're protecting us, and they're inside doing the running man the wrong way. The wrong way. The wrong the way. way. But you I, know what? I don't, I don't kill nobody. Bottom line, you give homage to those who actually yeah. came before you, and the running man deserves a little bit better of respect with the recreation of a dance. Yeah. That's all I'm asking. Mm-hmm. That's my diss mm-hmm. bitch of this week. <laughs> <laughs> and I ain't doing that with that. haircuts. That's the, the, oh, yeah, everybody has a high top now. It's called yeah. a Labusi or some shit. <laughs> they renamed it? Yes. yes. They renamed it. No, the high top fade. Are you serious? I don't, I don't know if that's the right name I hope to God not. But, yeah, they renamed the high top fade. Listen, I thought it was just the fade. This it, happens every 20 years. Yeah. Every 20 years, you copy what happened 20 years before. We know that. Jesus Christ. So... So at this particular point, oh we're now God. winding down to normally we actually like to rotate a segment, but actually what we're going to do is actually changing a segment, and we're going to just kind of put the kind of the, the rotating segment on once a month. Let me give it once a month. But we actually have a new segment that Ricky came up with, and did you? Are you ready? For yeah, that? I mean, I just yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> are you ready for it? No. See, I actually, I actually that's what's wrong time. with them, Chris. We, they put y'all for We're giving out of the spirit of Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Brother Ricky gonna come <laughs> sing a solo. You see, you see that bitch? I wasn't ready to sing. <laughs> And that's exactly what he's doing. <laughs> that was my face. I was like, wait a minute. Did I have something? Uh, if you're ready, but if you're ready, I, let I, me. Forgive me, I'm hoarse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I actually do, um, and I guess we can tell them how okay. the segment came about. Well, the, the, basically, I want to see how we can well, actually I'm make looking. it more interactive with some people, some audience that we are now gaining. By the way, we gained a little bit, I was, organically. Um, but the thing about it is, I'm looking in terms of Okay, well, what would be the best way to actually get people? Because we don't have a live call in. So, what's the best way to do it? On the internet. So, Ricky came up with a great idea to mm-hmm. post certain questions to see how the audience would answer those questions mm-hmm. and give their opinions about it. So, he had a question of the week or the day. How'd you do it? Yeah, I do it uh, weekly. I try to post a question every Sunday. Uh, okay. And I give them until maybe maybe Wednesday, then I'll po- repost it again for those who maybe didn't get an opportunity okay. to, to respond. 
But um, I actually recently created a page. It's called Intimate Moments. <laughs> and people can go on and you can, you know. Uh, Facebook. Yeah, yeah, it's Facebook. So you can go on and you can um, request, you can become part of the group or whatever, and you can uh, answer the question of the week, or you can actually post a question of the week if you choose to. Nice, nice. Because uh, okay. I think it's all about communication. That's Absolutely. That's what I... My goal in it is to be able to get as many people on board as possible. Yes, yes. To be able to have uh, them to display what they think and what their thoughts are, and you know, just to get a, get them involved in what we're doing. Okay, cool. That's um, awesome, awesome. So, actually, the first question that I posted, which I think was it will be, you know, something that everybody could pretty much give a response to. Okay, all right. It was about it was regarding um, politics. Should okay. you speak politics at the workplace? Mm. Okay. And th- I got some interesting responses back from that one. Let All me right. find it. You know, let's go around real quick. Should we yeah. speak politics in the in the workplace? Me personally, it depends because yeah, some companies it, it can be very political. Some companies really are Republican, pro Republican, and if you're not to voice that opinion, could cost you your job. To me, <laughs> to me, it depends on how well you know the coworkers that you're talking that to. That is true. Yes. Like, I share an office with two other people, and with them, I would feel perfectly comfortable talking about politics. Okay. But you put me in the lunchroom around a bunch of other people, <laughs> and you know, I'll keep my mouth shut. Yeah, I will I'll probably don't yeah. feel like getting into it. I just want to go home at 6 o'clock and not <laughs> worry about any of this. Yeah. You're right. I think you're right about that. JT? When it comes to politics, politics. I Politics. <laughs> When it comes to politics, I think, um, no, it shouldn't be done in the workplace. Like you said with Darnell, if it's someone who you're comfortable with, yes, you can talk to them because it's a friendly conversation. As you said, when it comes to major corporations, yeah, because, you know, you're going to see the big Donald Trumps. Mm. You know, a perfect example, it's a law firm around the corner from where I work, and they got one side hanging up on the goddamn biggest building, and they got one side hanging by the sidewalk. Donald Trump and blue. Wow. Mm. So I'm kind of curious. What exactly are you people saying online? What so saying? one person said, um, she said, I think it's not smart talking politics anywhere with those who differ from you, especially if you have different views. Um, it can spoil relationships, friendships, and it's much like uh, speaking religion. Both subjects, I believe, um, in participating, in, I don't believe in participating in period, period with those who differ with me. Bad office decorum. Are you able to give the first name at least? The first. Yeah, name? this is Mary. Thank you, Mary, for your Thank response. You, Mary. <laughs> What's the next one? So the next person is Chris. So Chris says, "I don't think politics should be discussed at work. It's not the place, especially in this day. Obvious reasons. Uh, it could jeopardize trust and ultimately damage moral." Um, uh, I won't go into specifics, but recently it's changed my opinions of someone whose character, because of it. Um, or it's changed his opinion of their character based wow. upon the conversation that they had. Wow, that's so, actually true. Thank you very much, yeah. Chris. We appreciate that. One person, and I can kind of uh, paraphrase this, okay. uh, Camille, she said that she lived in Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Uh, she was there for a few years, and she was surrounded by mainly Caucasians. Okay, okay. all right. So she said that she didn't really give any feedback because she felt like uh, she was a minority in the group. 
So she was like, I'm not going to participate. I'm not going to say very much because I'm going to be smart about it because these people may, these white people may turn on me. So yeah. I'm, I'm the only black in this, this group. Oh, so I'm just going to sit there and pay attention. Yeah, I'm not going to really say very much of anything. That's true. that's true. So she was a minority in that situation, but that was her, her thing. She was like, I don't feel like I'm going to. I, didn't, I don't feel comfortable enough to do it. I actually agree with you no. on that. I probably wouldn't do it either. Who else her name again? Camellia. Hello, Camellia. Thank yeah. you very much for responding. Yeah. And the, the next one, the last one. So I do have one from Cindy. She says she dealt with it and... Yeah. But she did, she did not agree with it either. The people in her department, they are opinionated. Ooh. And she's one who's opinionated as well. So she has to watch what she said. And that was basically what she was saying. Is she didn't... She sometimes doesn't think about what she says it just spews out and she's oh. one of those people that she can't uh, yeah, you have to she has to be careful <laughs> what she says yeah exactly <laughs> so she says that she doesn't think that it's, it's something that she wants to be a part of and she's tried it and it, it didn't work uh, some conversations you just really can't have you know in the workplace yeah so that was this week's or the last question which was should you speak politics uh, in the workplace Okay. So the next one that's going to be coming up is going to be regarding relationships, Ooh. and that gave me some decent feedback. That one was interesting. So I these are it. they think outside of the box of this question. So it's like this is going to be interesting. Nice, nice. Well, if you have a comment or if you have a question or you know whatever, post it. Somebody right. may have an answer for you. You know within right. that group. Yeah. Uh, or we could speak about it or whatever. Just, you know, that's what we do. Okay. That's what we're here for. All right, all right. All right. So uh, next week's question was, or the, the next question that's going to be coming up, is how well do you know your mate? How, oh, sure, boy. How well do you know your mate? Yeah. I was asking, you know. All right, so thank you very much for that. We're going to move on to the next. <laughs> and this is where you struck a nerve. We're going to be waiting for your comment next week. You know I'm going to edit that part. Yeah. <laughs> so what we gonna you do? ain't got to edit it because I'm going to bring it back up next week. <laughs> so what we're going to do, we're actually going to end the segment, but of course I always end up with some, some words of wisdom to end out the entire podcast. And this is something I actually found that actually was very interesting. You have sole ownership of your vision. And the universe will give you what you want within your vision. What happens with most people is that they muddy their vision with quote-unquote reality. Mm. Their vision becomes full of not only what they want, but what everybody else thinks about what they want. Your work is to clarity and purify your vision so that the vibration that you are offering can then be answered. Hmm. So that's something to think about, guys. Thank you so much for joining Brothers Me Podcast again. We're going to come back with another interesting topic, and I think next week you definitely want to tune into that. So we'll uh, end this out with uh, goodbye. Yeah, you can find us at brotherspeakpod.com and also on uh, Instagram and Facebook. Thank you so much. Have a good night, y'all. All right, All right. peace.